0: Okay, welcome everybody watching online. This is Norwood Free Methodist Church and um, I know that people from everywhere watch this, including our brothers and sisters from India. So welcome everyone. Um, We're in a little place called Norwood, New York, high upstate and um, it's a nice fall day today, a little windy, but uh, we are enjoying the change of season. Um, so I I like to be as honest as I can with you guys Um, I have very little confidence in what I'm bringing to the table today I, uh, I went to the old wood shop yesterday, Brian Sometimes, you know, I couldn't, I don't know I So I don't know, um, I think he wants to talk about this a little bit But uh, my confidence today is not in what I want to bring at all Um, it's, it's got to be in the Lord God, which I think is a good place to be So I just want to do this Um, I want to ask Brian with our first Brian what's our first slide is it he whom the Lord loves yes I think it is isn't it can we look at that okay so in the last few years walking with God this is something we got to take we got to take in our hearts okay and I check myself quite a bit up here um, I don't want to be the type, sort of church that's uh, well I want to I want to walk out grace and truth that's what it says behind um, but if you ever go through a season of refining when God is God is helping you to become the person that you're you're meant to be which is like Christ Jesus. Sometimes guys that's a painful season. We we all know that. And it's crazy how even after 17 years or 18 years for me there's there's more and more and more things. It's almost as though the path gets narrower and narrower as you walk it as you become more like Christ. And there are times when I'm like, "Man, I just start feeling like a worm. I start feeling like, you know, why am I still doing the same thing over and over and over again, right?" And I realize <laughs> and you may have come from a church system where if you're struggling with something, if you don't have this area of your life all sorted out, you, come from, uh, you might come from a system where you're looked down upon or like your value is less. But this sets me free because look at this. It says, the Lord disciplines those he loves. And I've said this before, and I might repeat myself a ton of times today, but I don't discipline Gordon's kids because no offense, they're cool, but I don't love them like I love my kids. You do that, bro. And Gordon's like, "Yes, absolutely, I will." <laughs> you may want to discipline other people's kids in Walmart or whatever, right? Beat their kid, beat their kid. <laughs> Anybody ever do that? <laughs> I'll do it for you. I'll beat your kid. But the the reality is, I only discipline my kids. I only give them rules, boundaries, and limitations. I challenge things about them that that they're that I see come up that are keeping them from their best life. For example, I have a three and a half, no, four and a half, and two and a half year old brother and sister, right? Well, right now, the biggest struggle, I'm sure any parent can guess, is sharing. For the love of God, you've got 500 toys, but because he's playing with it, now it's this, and then she cries, and he gives it over. Now he's crying too. They're both crying. I want to cry because it's like 8 o'clock in the morning. And the thing is though, but but listen, do do I let them go through life with that attitude? Ready? This is what a good father does. Ready? This is about you guys too. A good father says this. What does that look like when he's 15? He's not gonna have any friends because he's not sharing his stuff. What's it look like when he's 35? He's not gonna have intimacy in his marriage because he's not sharing his stuff, right? So what do I do? I'm a good, good father, I'm trying to be. And I say, hey, come here. That, no, unacceptable. I discipline you because I love you. Not because you're less than, not because why aren't you better by now? No, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm his dad and her her dad forever. And I will continuously discipline them because that's what a daddy do, right? That's what a daddy does. It's true, and that's Heavenly Father, but so many times, guys, when you get confronted with things in your life and the light comes on, metaphorically here, and like, oh, man, selfishness, jealousy, greed, uh, I don't know how to run my finances, this addiction, whatever it may be, and you go, oh, what have you forgotten? That it's just God going, come here, come here, come here, come here, what are you doing? Don't do that. No, I'm not being mean or mad about it, right? Jesus didn't do that. Come here. All right, all right, all right, all right. I guess I'm just not going to do the script today, Mike. We're just going to let the Holy Spirit speak. He comes and sees a woman by a well. Number one, women were property at the time. And so any of you folks who would call yourself uh, that side of the fence, you ought to really look at Jesus and realize he's the first one who elevated women and he's the first one who actually instituted benevolence, also known as charity. Do you realize that? Charity wasn't, thi- wasn't a thing in Rome. And women being, uh, women were property. But Jesus gives us an example. He sits down, sits equally with the woman and starts a conversation with her. Comes to Her. So much so, the disciples are like, what are you doing talking to that woman, huh? It's not, that's not who we are. And she's a Samaritan. She's a half-breed. She's another race. Jesus is completely and strictly opposed to racism. Racism is one of the most, one of the most ungodly things to ever been invented. It's the dumbest damn thing I've ever heard a human being do. Really, that's the stupidest thing. And in, in, in the caste system, too. This person who's born with a heartbeat, life, and lungs, and spirit inside of them, is less than this person born with a heart. What? Like that's got to be the most frustrating thing for Father God to see that. Over what skin color, where you're born, when you're, what your accent? Why do we do that? Why do we compartmentalize? That's kind of about my message today. So He sits down and shows us non-compartmentalization. You are a human being made in the image of God. You have value. Boom. Hey, why don't you get me some water? And she's like, "You can draw water, or whatever." You know what I'm saying? He's like, mm, "If you knew who was talking to, you, you would have asked me, and I would have given you living water. You'd never thirst again." Ooh, I want this water. This sounds great. It's a pain in the butt to come down here. You're missing it, honey. Ah, this is AJ's paraphrase, right? <laughs> you, you're missing it, honey. And then he's like, "Ready?" He said he does this. He calls out the one area of her life that's her greatest source of hurt, the area of her life where she's going like this. She's there at noon because everybody else goes early in the morning, but she doesn't want to be around everybody else because she's been, Jesus says to her, um, he says, go get your husband. And she's like, "Uh, I don't have a husband. And he goes, oh, I know. You've had six and you're on your seventh or fifth and sixth. I forget, whatever. Many. He calls it out. He doesn't say, yeah, I know, harlot. (laughs) Right? No, that's other people. No, he says, let me just touch the greatest area of pain and hurt in your life because that needs to be healed. You're obviously on, stuck on some sort of treadmill. A good father disciplines those he loves out of love. Not because you're less than, not because by now you should have. Guys, he's sitting there in his worst moment. He looks in his best pal who swore up and down, I'll never leave you, even though these jerks will all leave you. I never will. And he looks and he sees Peter. And how many of you know that the people who are closest to you can hurt you the most? Exactly. But can you imagine him? Being spat upon, being beaten, he looks and sees, he sees Pete. It's funny, my best friend in the whole world's name is Pete. Hi, Pete, if you're watching. Pete, he sees Pete, and he's like, you, you? Oh, my, imagine that amount of hurt. But what does he do next time he sees him? Restores him. Hugs him. Cooks him lunch. And you think because you're still struggling with this, that, or that, he's beating you up? I've just given you two really good examples of the fact that it's out of love. He wants us in a place of intimacy with him, right? That's all we need. As a father, the son he delights in. What does it mean to delight in someone? To be, to be really proud of them, to be happy. It's like, I, I, I catch myself doing this all the time. I can walk in and out of a room probably five, six times a day, but when I see my kids, I smile. And I love that about my life. I don't know, I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying, like, if I'm gone for even an hour, I miss my kids, and I come home and I'm delighted in them. And of course, they're too busy doing whatever to give kisses. <laughs> I hate that phase already, but. Um, right, I delight in them. They walk in a room and I'm happier right? Do you know that that's how God feels about you? And here you thought, oh, shouldn't I be? Or how come I'm not as spiritual as, or how come I can No, it's delights. You come in the room, metaphorically, you start praying and God delights. She's praying. She's talking to me. You ever get that? Let's go to Weird Town for a minute. Um, some of my favorite, some of the reasons, some of the, okay. Some of my favorite experiences on the planet have been times when I've asked God to come into just my normal daily life and sit with me. Sounds super spiritual. No, I mean if we're watching the game, I'll say, Lord Jesus, you wanna watch the game with me? What? okay, that would be weird if he wasn't real, but he is. Can you imagine that? He's in the room. So there have been times when me and Alex, this because this is before Izzy was born, I'm not gonna tell you this one, this one's just for me, but there's a memory where I was having a really good moment with my family and I just said, Lord, will you be here and enjoy this with us? And I felt his presence in a way that if I talk about it right now, a ball like a child, I could feel he was delighted that I wanted to share the good things. I didn't just give him a daddy-do list. I said, you want to just be with me on this trip maybe? You want to sit in this car with me? Bruce, you got a cool story about that, right? Go to tell a joke and you tell it, right? Right, remember that? I know that's just for you, but you get to the point where if you, yeah, you realize he delights in you and that even, the, even through a disciplinary season of your life, it's just love. It's absolutely love and cherish and being delighted in you wherever you may be. Now, I want to... I guess stay on topic here I want to say this We're called to love Be changed by the Holy Spirit As we know that guys um, But I want to say this Like Sometimes When you hear a message like this We all put ourselves in the woman at the well And that's very good to do Step one Very good But don't stop there Now put yourself In the disciples position Where you see Jesus Loving someone That uh, Right There we go some of the unlovables, some of the unlovelies. We know we're the unlovelies, but we're surrounded by those people as well. So we can't get it twisted, Luke. It can't just be, I'm the one who's always accepted, but I'm not going to accept them. And that's what happens, guys, sometimes in the kingdom. We stop, at, we stop at one. We can't stop at one. We are to open ourselves and just bask in the sunlight, the glory of his love and his grace and mercy, which you can never outrun, which you can never outsin. You can't do it. Grace is ridiculous absolutely grace is 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 a a flood of Niagara Falls you're not gonna stop it but we don't stop there we start pouring it out then to other people every person every person guys so I want to build a um let's look at the next slide I want to build a case again I don't know really what we're doing today but I'm gonna give you a piece of advice here says the book of Philippians whatever's true noble whatever's right whatever's pure lovely whatever's admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things now your life can change today when you realize this you choose what you think about it is shocking how people do not understand that they get caught up in a thought and they just stick on it 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 and you look around and you go who holds the remote control to my brain I do and it's funny, because once you realize it, you realize it's right there. Oh, yeah, duh. It's the most obvious thing I've ever heard. But why haven't I thought of that as I was laying in my bed last night, replaying the injuries that people have done to me? And right, but this is this is what he's saying. The correction, the discipline of a loving father is saying this. Here's here's my standard. Here's what's best for you in the human operating manual. This is what's best. Spend your time aim, aim your mind in this direction about other people. That's all we're talking about today. When God comes into your life, when you say, Jesus, you are who you say you are, come into my life, save me. That's, that's salvation. It's that, it's that simple. He does the work. Um, when you do that, where was I going with this? Okay. He will change the way you think about you, God, the world, and other people. And today we're focusing on other people. So he says this, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever's right, pure, lovely, etc., about other people, that's what you do. Otherwise, you're going to end up being the disciple who's judging that woman by the well. And it won't go well for you because that's my daughter too. Do you follow that metaphor? I know I've stretched it quite thin. I'll tell you a story and incriminate myself about this, okay? I've told you this before. Went to Taco Bell a few years ago. How pumped are we? It's coming into Potsdam. My son, every, every, pretty much every day. Daddy, Taco Bell almost done? <laughs> it's just like residual excitement. Oh my God, whatever, I don't care. You don't go there, more for me. (laughs) I plan to go through the menu in a year. I want to go through the menu in a year. So I was at TB, as I call it, TB, in in Messina. Uh, I used to take trips once in a while because how many people know BJ's is the best place for diapers as far as the cost? Worth the membership. So we went there. Alex and I used to do the, you know, days out. And again, don't judge me. I'm being vulnerable so you can grow and me too, okay? But we there. I was there with a friend and Alex, and we were getting those twisty things that he likes, the cinnamon twisties. Um, And so, oh, uh, in comes two young folks and a baby. And um, what what got my attention was (laughs) how cruel can I be today? (laughs) What got my attention was listen, if you're going to parent it to yourself that that's that's my philosophy in other words if i correct my kids y'all don't need to hear it i can be like this right now and then like i'm not a show dad in that way or like but you see me kiss my kid do you know what i mean some people are just whatever if that's you that's fine it got on my nerves a little bit i was in a bad mood and he was just a show dad and he was loud and i was like oh let me eat my taco and like and i had these thoughts about this person i was like oh man you know What a show dad what is this 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 this? and then really I'm not joking Holy Spirit disciplined me because he loves me And he basically said like you're missing you totally you're seeing this one thing. You're missing the whole picture here How about this AJ well as I'm judging this person I'm leaving a lot out of this too as far as like my snap judgment of these people and what kind of quality people they were and But then I then God spoke this to me about this person in this situation. What are you thinking about? Are you thinking about what's true what you can actually know What's noble? What's right? What's pure? What's lovely? What's admirable? Because here's a little baby, and even though you don't like the fact that you know he's a show dad or whatever, and you're judging them because they're super young, he's got a father in his life. Did you think about that, AJ? No, no, you didn't. You chose to think these type of thoughts toward this person, and you didn't choose to think these type of thoughts toward this person. Out of bounds. It's back. Well, you know what I mean? Lovingly, and I looked and I saw. I'm like, yeah, that little dude has a dad, man. And they're not doing it the way I would do it, but I'm not doing it the way other people would do it either. So why don't I, why don't I do this and correct my thoughts, turn that channel, and you know what, Even You ready for bonus round? That's a joke for my kids. Is ready for this, Mike? Maybe even pray for him. <gasps> what? But no, I want to judge him instead, Mike. That's what I want to do with my time. Oh, God changes the way we think about other people, right? And Dustin, this is what he's saying. This is the channel. This is the channel for your best life and obedience to me. It's totally changed my perspective. Guys, we live in an area, man, I love this area, but boy, oh boy, I'd be a fool to not see that there's very, spiritually, it's a very dry area. People don't know how to, we've talked about this before. I did seven week man series because we don't know how to be men. We don't, we don't, we have no idea how to lean our life, our finances, our masculinity against Jesus Christ. We didn't grow up that way. We went to the same school. We rode the same bus. (laughs) And we didn't, there wasn't a single Christian on that bus, dude. There you go, right? When I got saved at 17, I didn't know anybody I could talk to about him. And it's like, look, I'm not putting it down. I'm keeping it real. I'm saying this. We have got to learn to keep on this channel about folks. Because this isn't the Bible Belt where they all should know better. We don't know. We don't know a better way. And you wonder why we're all walking through through broken relationships and and, and jacking our health up and all. We don't know any better way to do things. So if we're going to reach the North Country, we got to stay tuned to this channel right here. The people that are going to walk into this church, that have walked into this church, and me too, they're not going to look polished and educated and know everything about the Bible. No, that's the point. They're going to look like the woman by the well. They're going to look like Peter. That's what's going to happen. But we have to do this with people. We have to stay in this perspective with folks. These are, these are people made in the image of God. Absolutely. Negativity kills joy. That's another thing. And if you start spewing out negativity, okay, 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 okay. I have, I have a picture in my head. Okay, picture like a little fountain that, yeah, Yeah, that's just a bubbling fountain, okay? Picture a fountain, and there's water circling through it. What happens if you put a little bit of, like, brown in that fountain or color? It takes over the whole thing, doesn't it? So if I squirted brown food coloring in the bottom of a fountain, next thing you know, there'd be no pure water left, right? That is when we turn negativity, boom, it kills all the joy, all the joy. And I don't care if it's negativity toward inner thoughts of yourself, this, 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 any sort of negativity will cure your joy. And if you've got to stay on this channel, otherwise it contaminates the whole thing. And I don't know about you, but we love the idea of let's live our best lives now. And Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly. Sometimes it's just the simple, it's the choices you make each day. What have I said before? The Beatitudes are a list of blessed attitudes. Dustin, it's not about God get on my team. I got to get on yours. And again, this is not a harsh thing. Just give me a second here. When it comes to other people, this is obviously our best lives and obedience. And here's why. This hype, if we're a hypersensitive toward the rough spots of other people, that hypersensitivity of the rough spots of other people, it's a characteristic of the world and of the devil, not of God. Let's look at that, please. And now this is the harsh part of the message, so strap in. This is the book of Revelation, it's not Revelations, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ, the revealing of Jesus Christ. That's just a little pet peeve of mine. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers, who accuses them before our God day and night, has been hurled down. One of Satan's job titles, and literally his names, is the accuser of the brethren. So when you're an accuser of the brethren, who you acting like? Who's the one that accuses people of the rough spots? Well, she's just a... Well, she always... Well, he never. Those words coming out of your mouth? (laughs) Are those God's words? No, they're not. The accuser of the brethren is the devil, man. The destroyer. Because those accusing words that come out, don't make me go through power of life and death is in the tongue. Don't make me do that again. But we can't... (laughs) Dustin, I've done it like four times, that's why. We went really deep about literally... The Fujiwara dam experiment where the molecules of water that got frozen and then words spoken to them, morphed the water molecules you're 80% water anyway the accuser of our brethren, we don't need to join that team guys we don't need to join that team at all he accuses us day and night and so if we're running a list of the bad things in people that's accusation that's accusing I get this idea of a courtroom this is good you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna walk out this metaphor for because some of us who are sitting on the fence this is what I want to do for you today. I'm not going to get into the great white throne judgment. I'm not going to get into what actually happens when we die. But I wanted to say this. A good metaphor for it is this. That Father God is the judge. He is a just judge. He cannot leave wrongdoing unpunished. That's not justice. In fact, all of the world and creation would spin out of control. Because that's one of the things that binds us all together. He's just judge. One of these days, Bruce, A.J. Parrish is from this earth. I step outside of time because... Energy cannot be created or destroyed, pure matter, right? I'm going to live on forever. I'm going to stand there, and the devil is going to say, hey, this guy, he's a thief. He's a liar. He's selfish. He's an adulterer. All these things about me. And you know what? He's right. Because I've, I've stolen. What, what do you call a, someone who steals? A thief. I've lied. What's a title you could give me? A liar. And the, and the enemy's going to do that. And Father God's going to go, it's true all right the wage of sin is death says jesus hey i'm his defense attorney um listen those things are all true uh what's the penalty and father god's gonna go death and jesus goes fair enough i'll pay it really jesus really you'll take my penalty oh yeah 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 that's the fine death i died a death for his sin okay you're free to go come into my house good right guys amen hallelujah glory to god Which one is the accuser? I just really want to pound this down. Which one is the accuser? So be very careful, little mouth, what you say about accusing other folks. I want to do God's work on this on this earth, and not and not the enemy. So let me let me figure out what else God wants to say here. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 I just want to say this: if you're the type of person who in the past, or even up to this day, if you find yourself, uh, most people are annoying, most people are hard to trust, most people are this, 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 then it's time that we turn and look toward ourselves. If we find that we're irritated by most folks, or, or even irritated on a daily basis, then there's something about the irritating mechanism inside of us that we can change. Do we understand that? It's sort of one of those things where, all right, it's like the person who is hypercritical and, and, and very worldly and, and just you know kind of miserable. Then they have a big life-altering experience and all those things don't bother them anymore. You ever known anybody like that or even been like that before? The situation didn't change. The choices about what you're gonna think about what you think about change. that's it. And all of a sudden you start singing, I see trees of green and white roses too, right? And, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world because the car didn't hit me or because I made it through the surgery okay. Do you see what I'm trying to say? When all that actually happened was Holy Spirit tweaked and gave you some perspective and some gratitude and staying on the right channel for this. Let me tell you something, man. We are to affect, and this is not condemnation, we are to affect the world around us, not the other way around. Not the other way around. You know what? Actually, let me get, let me get a little, little political here, in fact. This goes for the people that you don't like in office as well. It's true. All right, all right. I'm going to be dead honest with you. I struggled with the last uh, administration. I was not a big fan. But I challenge you, one of you, go ahead right now, scroll through my Facebook. See if I slandered anybody in the last eight years. God doesn't let us do that. And that's not just over this person or that person. Guys, any negativity will kill joy. And not only that, but when it comes to people in authority over us, we're actually supposed to be responsible, really pray, prayerful citizens. And I don't care how you look at me stank-eyed for the next eight years, I just got done walking this out, guys, okay? You don't have to like it. God disciplines those he loves and says, guys, who's losing sleep over all this? You guys are, right? Let's become not accusers, but supporters of our brethren as well. I didn't want to uh, go off on that, but it's totally true. Now, I'll tell you another story about this too. How about we'll do it when somebody acts in a way that challenges this. So you're at work, let's say something happens, let's go back let's go back on the um the one slide before that bri think on this think on that so i was waiting at a stoplight one time this is also a story i've told before this is what i've learned in this not only ideally do we look at people this way but even when people rub against you i'm going to give you a piece of advice that i believe heavenly father is giving us so i'm sitting at stoplight it's really hot out and it's on leroy street which i hate that intersection at leroy street that these people should have a stop sign They don't and, and like if there's no turn on red But that's the safest time to turn like you, I, It's so true Like you're safer because Anyway so you're sitting there And it's just hot And I happen to park right in the sun So I'm naturally annoyed And we're just logging back to the hospital Going toward um, IGA And all of a sudden So as you know you're coming out of it this way And you could turn right But I'm adhering to the laws of the road Well I'm looking in my rear view And there's this uh, college girl And she's got like a pit bull with her sitting in the seat cute dog I like pit bulls you know but um and I'm getting I get up to the line and she uh she lays on the horn and how many people know there's different horn beeps right Carl there's a hey hey just trying to there's that (laughs) and then there's raw right there's one specific finger coming out the window towards you that's pretty what well the sound the sound of that well that's what she did and I looked in my rear view the whole time now I couldn't pull out because how many people know these people stack up and you end up out here and you got to leave room for yeah I'm a local I know the rules of this road okay and I just I sort of snapped but I, it, was, it was in control I just said I'm not turning that way just like that with this big broad hand motion and I saw her go <laughs> why do you always think the person in that little car is a little little wean? no they might they might be aggressive too and I did this and she said whoa like that the pit Pitbull looks up like this and so I waited and then she could see it took an extra seven seconds and then she turned around and my buddy in the car so I turned onto Elm Street and then I saw another dog and it was a golden retriever and I was like oh what a cute dog and my buddy goes like he expected me to still be really upset about it cause I'm, right in that most people How could they i can't believe and still driving down the road white knuckling it (sighs) god's told me this even when someone jumps you out of this jump right back in it don't carry it with you don't do this because get it out of the get it out of the fountain and i carried on and guess what my joy i didn't let them steal my joy i didn't let them steal my joy because much like i was going to do it with a knife if i've got my wallet something valuable to me it's my peace my joy my thoughts about other people that are in line with christ I have to let you take that from me, and that woman who honked on her horn it was more of a college kid. That's that girl. I didn't let her steal my peace, my joy, my obedience. I kept my thoughts where they were. Now I would have been wrong if I was just, oh, jeez, don't honk at me. Oh my God! No, I'm still a man, and I knew what I was doing. I'm not going to let you. You know what I'm saying? Like I would have been wrong to go out there. I can assert myself, but after that, I maintain my peace, my joy, right? How many times in life do you go halfway through your day and you're like, where's my peace? Oh, I left it back there. Oh, man. You don't have to, guys. If he's telling us to do this, that's another thing. God never, and I say this all the time, God never tells you to do something you don't have the power to do that he doesn't give you the power to do. It's true. Think on these things. You have the power in me to do that. Don't make me pull up the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. You've got it, guys. You've got it do this so as I'm getting ready to close here um, you know what let me show let me look at the Ezekiel slide sorry for making you skip back one but way before Christ Jesus came Ezekiel says this through the prophet he says God says this they're coming a time when I'm gonna give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you I'll remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and I'll put my capital S spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws Wow I should have just preached out of that today I'm gonna give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you Father change my heart, change his heart, change his heart. No, those aren't that's not a real prayer because it's actually a new heart. You that heart you used to have was hard, was made of stone, and I get it. You you did that to protect yourself. I understand that. God knows that too. Guys, come on, think about it. Think about before you really knew and were following Christ. You can look back at those walls you had to put up to survive, right? And God's saying this though, but I'm going to give you a heart of flesh. That means You're gonna be vulnerable you gotta trust me to protect you but it means you're also gonna feel you're really gonna feel and if you can continuously stay in line with this and 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 work with this new heart that thinks the best on people that meditates on only these lovely things the feelings you're gonna have the love and joy and peace are gonna be what i intended for human beings to have your feelings are a gift from god don't try to stop having feelings just control those things and keep them in line with god does that make sense Man, the love I feel in my heart towards, say, my children is one of the most beautiful things God has ever given anybody. The joy, the pride I can feel over them, being proud of them, right? But that's a heart of flesh and not stone. God has done this for us. This week, I think we just need to cooperate with him when this, especially when it comes to other people, you guys. I remember not being patient with people. I remember being overly sensitive, overly critical of people. And I realize that now God... I have the ability to not do that anymore. I really do, guys. Okay, so let's let's close this down. I want to show you something else that you're gonna remember. Some of you will remember this. Let's do this picture if we can. Um, I want to show you something real quick. So there's your typical, you know, hello convict, and that conjures up thoughts and ideas inside of you. And it might tempt you to start becoming one. Somebody who's looking at the woman by the well. Let's look at the next picture. <laughs> <laughs> that child is trying to be cute Can you see that? I don't know if you can see that online it's an adorable baby alright so I've said this before and I want to challenge you with this we see the convict the 33 year old convict who made choices and is and, and a result of the choices made all around him in his life and then we see this baby but who does God see when he looks at that person which, which one does God see God sees both God sees both. It's not he goes, I can't see that you've done these things. It's I, I accept you through them. Yes, I see Christ Jesus. But what I'm trying to say is this. I think God sees both of us. The older person followed broken paths full of lies about them, lies they created in broken circumstances that led to a broken adult. But the child, the baby, the picture of the unbroken child, we can all see that, of course. But we have to learn as followers of Christ to see as Jesus sees. Everyone wants God to see us as the child, the pure-hearted, the innocent. But if we're paying attention, we know God does see us as innocent through the sacrifice of Jesus, but he sees and accepts both is what I'm trying to say. Because real love doesn't deny wrongdoing, real love loves you through it. So that's why I believe God sees AJ's mess and, and then through Christ sees me as sinless and spotless. Do you understand, I'm not stepping on that. That'd be heresy of the highest degree, not today. But I'm not gonna deny and say that God's a, God is aware of my sin and my shortcomings. And he loves me through it and chooses to accept me. Now, we gotta do that same thing. So I'm going to ask right now even that Holy Spirit would show you the person that you only see the convict Some of us do some of us have people in our lives that all we're focusing on is the person that, that hurt us Focusing on us the person that's difficult Forgetting that they too have the baby right inside of them. You know what I mean that they too are that innocent person So this is a choice we have right now guys If we agree that God knows what's best and wants what's best for us We have a choice now to get in line with his plan and to let go of our way of doing things a Bible way of saying it would be set the old wineskin down and take up a new one. And we got to ask, ask God to help us in this to process through the renewing of our mind and to be transformed, uh, especially when it comes to other people.